In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I talk about the new player of the game and the team's new motto. Then I talk about the cap signing of Sonny Milano and what that means for the Capitals. And then I'll talk a little bit about Pierre Lebron's article on Alex Ovechkin's gold chase and an, and an aging Capitals core. I'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we will talk about the Caps' new player of the game rope and the team's new motto and what that all means. Uh, so just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals beat the Montreal Canadiens, and it was the first win of the year, so always a good feeling uh, to get in the win column. The, the Capitals were a bit snake-bitten and kind of frustrated, I think, so for them to finally get into the win column was a huge thing. So this was a story in Washington Hockey. Now they were talking about as the Caps captured their first victory of the 22-23 season on Saturday over the Canadians, a wild locker room celebration broke out featuring a grip test a Polaroid camera, and most eye-grabbing, a giant coiled rope that holds a heavy meaning for the club. The rope is the Capitals' 22-23 Player of the Game Award. In the past two seasons, the team used Cobra Kai headbands and Viking Axe and Shield. This season, it's a long coiled rope, and it goes hand-in-hand with the team's new motto, I won't let go. And that's all a part of team building and Lord knows this team needs this at certain points as you know, there have been some new pieces that have been integrated into this team. So for them to kind of have that bonding moment, most teams have that player of the game. Um, you know, like it, this year, it's going to be a rope. Other teams um, ha- have different things, but that's what the capitals are going with uh, this year. It's how important every member of the team, their hands, the rope. It's hard to win a day. It's hard to win a game. It's hard to win in your division. It's hard to qualify for the playoffs. It's hard to win a Stanley Cup. Head coach Peter Laviolette explained just how important everybody's hands are on the rope. And that's what, you know, they talked about what Barry Trotz used to say. Everyone's pulling on the rope. So that's, you know, for me, kind of a similar aspect that it takes teamwork to get a win. And that's what you saw with the Capitals uh, over the weekend for the, for them to finally get over that hump and get into the win column. That's what they needed. Everyone to pull on that rope. Laviolette got the rope from the Arlington at County fire station, which is within walking distance of MedStar complex. He visited the firefighters and first responders at the station and asked them to explain the significance of the rope and provide one of the team's post-win award. The value it holds is exactly the message Laviolette hopes his team takes in pride. They coiled that thing up really quick, Laviolette said. They used that rope to save lives. How important it is for their hands to be on the rope and making sure that nobody slips and nobody lets go. 
it's got a nice meaning to it. And it does have a nice meaning. Um, you know, when I first saw the videos of it online, I was a bit, you know, question mark, what is that all about? But you know, that's one of the things that they use nowadays is kind of just team building moments and to kind of recognize the player of the game. So this year they are using the rope. I, I like the meaning behind it. Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson were the first players to pass on the rope. And it went to Eric Gustafsson, who has two assists through three games to open the year. The Swedish blue liner made a short speech. And after that, his grip test and Backstrom took his photo with a Polaroid to capture the moment. They're a lively group. They want to have fun, Lavulette said. Winning's hard. Take a quick minute and recognize the win, and you move on. You got to win the next one. The Capitals hope they'll get to pass it out again on Monday when they take on the Vancouver Canucks. So, again, just a really great, you know, kind of team-building moment where you have that to kind of recognize the person that uh, really kind of stood out. And Eric Gustafson was that player against the Canadians. Uh, he was an integral part of the win. You know, some of that is just based on opinion, you know, who they hand the rope out to. Usually, you know, it's the, the guy that goes above and beyond, you know, that gets the game-winning goal or makes a great save or the goalie for, you know, making a bunch of great saves and getting the win. So this particular season, that is what it's all about. Um, it's just kind of acknowledging, like they do every year, uh, the, signif the significance of who the great uh, players are on the team. So the Capitals do hope to get in the win column again as they take on the Canucks. That is a team that is uh, has the head coach of Bruce Boudreau. The Capitals are familiar with him. So it's going to be a tall task. That team has some pretty good offensive firepower. So the Capitals need to do and build on what they did in the game against the Canadians. You know how, and maybe go with that same line, have Dylan Strombe on the top line, have Kuznetsov on the second line. It seemed to work. If it's going to work in the long term, I guess it remains to be seen. But from what you saw in a small sample size, it appeared to be the right thing to do. So let's keep going. You know, you see the chemistry there between Dylan Strom and Connor Brown. So I think if you can build on that, that would be a really big key in the capital success. And like I say, you saw it out there over the weekend on on Saturday night, and hopefully they can continue to build on that going forward. All right, so after the break here, I will break down the Capitals' acquisition of Sonny Milano and what that means to this team. We'll talk about that after the break. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I use it I had a situation where someone broke into my home. Simply Safe was there to dispatch the police and eliminate the situation with 24/7 professional monitoring simply safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not home or can't be reached Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to de de detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. 
Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% off on Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holming. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the Sonny Milano trade and what it means for the Capitals. A bit of a depth signing, but the one thing that you can see, you know, year after year is that injuries do stack up. And, you know, the Capitals can't have too much depth just like any other team can't. Uh, This was a story in Washington hockey. Now they kind of break down the Sonny Milano thing and what it means to this team. General Manager Brian McClellan announced on Sunday that the Capitals inked left-wing Sonny Milano to a one-year, one-way deal worth $750,000. He is on waivers as the team plans to have him start the 22-23 campaign on loan with the AHL's Hershey Bears. He'll be reassigned to Hershey to get going again playing hockey. He's a real good young player and adds depth to our organization. Coach Lavulette said, it's a good chance to add a good player to our organization. At the end of the day, it's low risk, potentially high reward deal for the organization. And that's what the Caps are looking for. We've seen that already this season throughout the NHL where there's been some pretty big injuries that's kind of changed you know, the outlook for a lot of different teams. So if the Caps can get someone, you know, on the cheap like they did with Sonny Milano, I think that that is a win-win situation. You know, you take a look um, at the forwards, and if you have, you know, I mean, just take a look at the things that the Caps didn't plan for that happened. You take a look at the injury to Tom Wilson in the uh, game uh, postseason with the Florida Panthers, injured in the first game, Now he's out. You take a look at Nick Backstrom and his hip resurfacing procedure done. You always have to plan for the next thing to, you know, that's coming down the wire. Milano went 16th overall in the 2014 NHL draft. He is coming off a decent season with the Anaheim Ducks, where he dished 16 goals and 18 assists for 34 points in 66 games. He did not receive a qualifying offer, though. In hit free agency prior to signing in D.C., he inked a PTO with the Calgary Flames, but the team released him ahead of the regular season. In 197 career NHL games, he has posted 81 points in 197 career NHL games. The 26-year-old has an impressive AHL resume, having won the Columbus Blue Jackets affiliate Cleveland Monsters back in 2016. In 166 career AHL games, he has 115 points. So taking a look at Sonny, I think he has a really good upside. And again, it's depth. He's not going to crack the starting lineup, and you know, unless someone's injured. So to the people out there that are wondering, why would you sign a guy like that? Depth. You can you can never have enough depth, especially at the forward position. The Milano deal comes almost a week after Washington lost wingers Axel Janssen Fjellby and Brett Leeson to the Winnipeg Jets and Anaheim Ducks after both went on waivers. Milano certainly helps add back to the team's already impressive forward depth. Connor McMichael and Joe Snively are up for the big club as extras right now. And LaPierre and Borgstrom and more are making up a solid arsenal down in Hershey. And if you haven't seen the footage, uh, Hendricks LaPierre is already lighting it up down uh, in Hershey. So I think that this Hershey team is going to be a team to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, with that is, uh, you know, develop, developing some really 
great players that are going to be NHL ready, hopefully in a hurry. You know, you take a look at Vincent Iario. I think that there's a good chance that he makes the team at some point this year. You know, is that going to be because of injury? Is that going to be because of lack of production? I'm not so sure. But, you know, for being 19 years old, I think that he has a potential spot as a call-up at some point this year. So it's always good when you have that depth out there to, to draw from a pool to be able to call up from. Then, of course, having him as a potential backup option for the Capitals always helps. Milano is a crafty playmaker and a fast skater who can generate scoring changes, get to high danger areas, and also add to the power play. He has played top six minutes and is a proven power play uh, player and is something vital for the Caps to have in the system. Milano's speed, ability, and upside make him a strong option to have in Hershey up front or when Washington needs him as a call-up as an extra forward. The deal is only for $750,000 if it works out. Washington can revisit at the end of the season. If it doesn't, the team can move on. At this point, there are no visible issues with a contract like this, which will start off as an AHL opportunity for this six and oh, 100 or six foot 194 pound winger. So I think that, you know, that was some solid moves by Brian McClellan. It was kind of an odd thing. We found out about all of that during the game uh, against the Canadians, but you know, you take a look at it. It's a name I've heard of before. I'm not real familiar with him as a player, but when you look at his stats and you look at the amount that the Capitals paid for him, I think that on paper, it looks like a, a pretty good thing. So you know, again, that was good uh, for the Caps going out and and getting that depth because you never really know uh, at the end of the day what you're going to have in the tank, um, you know, and the, the unplanned things. You know, I referred to Tom Wilson. I referred to uh, Nick Backstrom. So those are all things that the Capitals never planned for. What awaits this team this year? You know, those those are questions, you know, that uh, I guess remain to be seen. Uh, you know, I would hope nothing more than for this Capitals team to to be healthy all season long. But uh, at the end of the day, we know that that isn't always uh, real likely. All right. So after the break here, I will talk about the article in The Athletic of Pierre Lebron talking about Alex Ovechkin's goal chase in this aging Capitals core. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis from the Locked On crew. Follow Game to, uh, follow game, to game on Locked On NHL, available on Odyssey. YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So in this final segment here, we are going to talk about the article uh, in The Athletic from Pierre Lebron talking about Alex Ovechkin's gold chase and this aging Capitals core and what do can we expect uh, from this team going forward? Because, you know, and we do know that uh, Alex Ovechkin has four years left on his deal and then after that, you know, most likely he's going to retire or maybe he will do one more year in the KHL. We really don't know. But I think the Caps would be wise and it would be a prudent decision to kind of have your your ducks in a row as we know we are headed towards his retirement. We know that that's going to be coming four years from now. And we know that the Capitals have one of the oldest teams in the league. 
Um, so they need to kind of plan for what's next. You know, I would like to think that, you know, Alex Ovechkin is going to play forever, but that's not always the case. The Caps have Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, and John Carlson signed long-term. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Melkin, and Chris Letang aren't going anywhere in Pittsburgh. Rebuild, um, not really an option for either. No, he said, shaking his head in agreement. Pittsburgh, us, and Boston. Although McClellan added Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci came back on one-year deals this season for the Bruins, so who knows what they'll do after that. The Caps and Penguins, even all these years after the Crosby and Ovechkin eras begin, the mission remains pretty clear-cut. Be competitive. A teardown isn't an option for either. Why is that? Well, due in part because they made certain promises to Alex Ovechkin when he signed his new deal that he would play on a competitive team. And I don't think that having a team full of rookies is going to be a competitive team. So there's that and that there is also so much money invested in the top two lines for the cap. So there's not a lot of uh, cap flexibility. A lot of people kind of marveled at the fact that the Capitals were able to sign Connor Brown and Dylan Stroman. How were they able to do that? They were able to do that because of the long-term injured reserve money of Nick Backstrom. When Backstrom comes back, they're going to have to free up some money for him to come back. I think that the Caps knew that he wasn't, you know, uh, Nick Backstrom wasn't going to come back this season or statistically speaking, it didn't seem likely. So that's why they went out and picked up Connor Brown and Dylan Strom. One-year deals, mind you. So. There is some significance there. Uh, Dylan Strom, you know, if he continues on his trajectory of playing really great hockey, then chances are they will re-up him for another deal. Why would they do that if Nick Backstrom is coming back? Because he has the flexibility of playing on wing. So, I mean, even when Backstrom comes back, they can kind of reevaluate the players that they have. And if he has a standout season, then I see the Caps re-upping Dylan Strom. Same goes for Connor Brown, top line, right wing, ostensibly to fill the role of Tom Wilson. That's what he has done so far anyway. He seems to be doing a good job um, on the penalty kill, so I think that he fills a, a big role on this team. So again, even though Tom Wilson comes back, he has the ability to slot in somewhere on this team. So I think that, you know, even, even when these players come back, I do think they will be able to find a role on the team. So going forward here, both teams have good players. McClellan said, how do you move on from good players? And let's be honest, it's not like there was ever a plan B when Ovechkin needed a new contract in July 2021. If you're McClellan, you're not going to owner Ted Leonsis and suggesting walking away from the player who put your franchise in a whole new orbit, especially not after extending Ovechkin's buddy Baxter in January. Once that happened, the Ovechkin extension and closing the door on a rebuild were uh, a, a, a sure thing. Our franchise wants Ovechkin to finish his career with us, McClellan said. The guy is chasing Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Why would we let him walk away and do it somewhere else? And I don't think that there was ever, ever any real consideration of walking away from Ovechkin. And, you know, Ovechkin and Baxter are kind of a, a, a hand-in-glove situation. So I think that it was only logical that they bring Nick Baxter back kind of muddies the waters a little bit now that Backstrom had that hip resurfacing procedure done. Again, I'm optimistic that he will return, but I'm just kind of laying out the framework of what is going on here. 
which is not to say other pieces can't be moved around. The Caps have tried to get younger and will continue to do so when and where they can, but the desire and, frankly, necessity to stay in the playoff mix means a certain course of action, and that, in a way, explains the decision made in the past here. So just kind of going forward here, that's what they're talking about is the ability to, to to continue to want to get this team younger. A rebuilding or even resetting team might have given Ilya Samsonov and or Vitek Vanacek a bit more time to find themselves. Time is not Washington's friend, though, as so the Capitals cut ties with both goalies and brought in unrestricted free agent Darcy Kemper plus Charlie Lindgren. So when you take a look at that, they kind of did that. They picked up Darcy Kemper and he signed a five-year deal that wasn't coincidental. You know, they're probably going to kick themselves towards the end of that contract. But what they wanted to do was to lock up and solidify a position of need that was an issue for the last two years. So they went out and swung for the fences and they got Darcy Kemper, Stanley Cup winning goaltender, and then Charlie Lindgren to solidify that. So at least we can cross that off the list of things that are excuses of why this Capitals team is not performing the right way. So this, you know, sometimes you wonder why certain things happen. That is why uh, they ended up going with Darcy Kemper because there was rumors out there that Ovechkin was upset with the netminding situation and he was in conversations that, you know, to kind of fix this situation. And, you know, a guy like Ovechkin has some pull. And, you know, if you're whispering in the right ears, you know, how about you guys take away or you take care of that situation so I can be on a winning team? You know, that is, you know, that is some of that is hearsay. Some of that is anecdotal, but that is the rumors that I've heard out there. You know, I'm not saying that's the gospel, but those are the rumors that I've heard from various sources. Sam Sonoff and Vanacek are pretty good goalies. McClellan said it hasn't played out fully or either for either one of them. And we kind of ran out of time to wait. And the Caps did what they can do. They did their level best. They gave those guys, you know, two years starting, you know, to, to prove yourself, whichever one of you goalies wants to take the reins and run with it, do it. And neither one of them really was able to do it. You know, they got him to a hundred points. I know the, the, you know, the whole story behind it, but at the end of the day, it wasn't enough and they could never string together wins. And that was the Achilles heel of this Capitals team. It goes without saying that McClellan knows Samsonov, a first round pick of the Caps in 2015 would eventually find his stride. He signed in Toronto and helped the Maple Leafs beat his whole his old team in the first start of the season three to two on Thursday. And that's one of the things that he really can't, you know, put a feather in his hat and say that he had much to do with it. Um, I just think that the Caps got outworked against um, the Maple Leafs, and that's why they won. I mean, I think that Samsonov played okay, but I don't think that he played that much better. So just taking a look at uh, some of the different things in this article that says, and there's no guarantee that Backstrom will be back at all from this series hip injury he underwent in June, although that's obviously his plan right now. He had a hip replacement, McClellan said. I don't know how many guys in the NHL have done that, so he's breaking new ground here. We'll see how it ends up in the end. That's a major deal. The interesting thing is the Caps didn't go out and spend all of Backstrom's $9.2 million in cap space. They could have put him on long-term injured reserve and gone over the cap by as much as his salary until he returns, but they didn't because they need the flexibility in case he does come back before the end of the regular season. 
So, you know, that's a bit interesting, isn't it? You know, everyone kind of wrote Nicholas Backstrom off as kind of being done for the rest of the season. I think that that still might be the case. Just if you look at the uh, the analytics, very few of these players come back in a timely fashion. I do see Nick Backstrom coming back maybe at the tail end of the season or the beginning of next season. Um, but you know, it's interesting, like they say in this article, that they didn't spend all of the money. You've got $9 million plus that you need to be able to put back in the lineup if it happens. And McClellan said, you can't fully commit to the $9 million until you got certainty on his return date or if he's returning on Wilson. McClellan didn't want to give an exact timeline, though he believed it could he could return in December or January. And that's you know, that's kind of changed uh, as we've gone on uh, through the season. I heard uh, in the first presser that he could be back anywhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I guess it's kind of a fluid situation. Maybe he has updated information that hasn't been uh, made available to the press. We're kind of at a turning point in the organization, McClellan said. We have a core that's one. Uh, we've struck with one, we've surrounded them, and we feel good with the players we have. This year will dictate a lot of the, the decisions we make going forward. The Capitals can't rebuild because the top core guys are signed, but they can certainly shuffle around half the roster if things don't go well. And that has kind of been my contention and my belief. You know, and I talked about this since I started doing this particular podcast. I did another Capitals podcast before this one, but that's kind of what I've said all along is that this is going to be the season that's kind of make or break for this team. I think that you will see changes if they don't make a big push this year, say, say they don't make the playoffs or say they get eliminated in the first round. Again, I do think you will see, um, you know, movement take place, how that will manifest itself. I guess it remains to be seen, but going forward, let's have a positive outlook for this team. They picked up a good win. It was a nice team win. You saw a great performance by Darcy Kemper. Let's build on that as we play the next game against the Canucks. I do think that the Capitals have it with them to, to make, you know, and get another really great win. And, uh, you know, that, that's what it is. It's all building blocks. You know, they talked about shuffling the lineup a little bit. You put Strom on the top and Kuznetsov on the second line. Okay, let's build on that. Let's see if you can build on that it's success. I think the Capitals can do it. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.